Hello there, and welcome to Odessa First Assembly's weekly podcast, where we bring you the heart of our Sunday message. I'm Tony, your host and the face behind our digital ministry. We're excited to dive into today's sermon, exploring the Word of God together. So grab your coffee, find a comfy spot, and let's embark on this journey of faith. Without further ado, here's this week's sermon. I thought, I don't see how he's going to do it. Like, I just don't. <laughs> and, my goodness, sorry. I'm so excited, y'all. I'm so excited today. I'm so excited. Um, so, um, I'm going to be sharing today. So, we've been doing a series on encounters, um, encounters with Jesus. And Todd has been, has been um, it's been amazing, just the, the learning about different encounters that people had in the Bible uh, I think the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, um, Zacchaeus, uh, the woman caught in adultery. Anyway, it's just been amazing. And so we're going to kind of continue this today. And this encounter is going to be, get ready for the party, y'all. Yeah. Okay, get ready for the party. Um, this is biblical, so I do actually have a scripture for this, okay? <laughs> we are getting ready for a party. And I'm not just talking about November 12th. But I believe that we are gonna we're gonna start partying, y'all. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm good. so we're gonna be reading in Luke chapter 15. So if you have your tree Bible or you're using your e Bible, whichever, or if you want to just look on the screen. Um, so we're getting ready for a party. Well, last week um, we were honored with a, an amazing party here. Um, we've been here 10 years. So, so those of you that don't have don't know us. I haven't been here as long, and we've been here 10 years, and so it was kind of a pastor appreciation slash 10-year celebration, and it was super, it was just so special. I mean, we just were so touched um, by all of you. We felt the love. Um, we walked in these doors. The lights were kind of, were, were different. It looked like almost a different place. Um, we, we just were blown away by the, the backdrop that... I mean, just so many beautiful decorations Brian and Anne-Marie had done, and then kind of walked over. I'm going to start crying already. And there was this, this beautiful, um, uh, oh, goodness, dessert bar, <laughs> a beautiful table. And I was like, my goodness, where did all these come from? And Candy and Charmin had done them all. I was like, oh, my goodness. There were just so many things that happened in this party. Um, just there was a, a beautiful video that they did um, just taking us through like the 10 years I mean, Kaylee was six when we came here <laughs> so like a lot of life has happened <laughs> a lot of things have happened in, in these last 10 years um, there was a just pictures a video um, beautiful words lots of hugs lots of pictures um, it was just a beautiful evening and we're we're so thankful like just, just even looking back on all, on all that, uh, that God has done in these 10 years. And, you know, I was thinking 10 years ago when we came here, I didn't, like, I was thinking, man, I don't even really know these people. It's kind of weird. It was like, you know, it's just kind of a weird feeling. But, man, y'all are my people. Y'all are my family now, <laughs> you know. Um, it's so it's just, it's just amazing. And, um, you know, it's, it was just perfect timing to think about another party that is 
going on? We got you. We got you. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so um, there has been, there's a party that's going on right now, and I believe the party is just getting started. And are y'all ready for it? Okay. All right. Um, Luke chapter 15. I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. This is the parable of the lost sheep. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for that one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and turns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the beautiful picture that you um, lay out in your word, God. That we can see the heart of how much you love people and the great lengths that you are willing to go and the great lengths that you were willing to go for me and for each one of us here. Lord, we just ask you to let our hearts be open and our hearts be good soil that we would, um, that you would just spark something new in us. Uh, Lord, uh, just move us from where we are right now to where you want to take us. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. amen. So this is one of my favorite passages. I love it so much. I love how it starts with the sinners and tax collectors gathering there to hear Jesus. And it even says, um, notorious sinners. So I'm thinking it might have been a little scary. You know, notorious sinners, not just, not just sinners, but I mean, notorious sinners. Like, everybody knows, like, they didn't even try to hide their sin, right? I mean, notorious sinners. Um, they, they were probably scary. Um, and I'm guessing, you know, they, they definitely didn't follow the law. Um, it was well known the kind of people they were. But yet here they find themselves gathering near Jesus. They want to hear what he has to say. They are hearing things they have never heard before. Maybe they didn't hear it where they were, were in their community. Maybe they didn't hear it in their home. They're hearing things they've never heard. Maybe they've tried everything the world had to offer. They've tried everything else. And there's something different that is drawing them to Jesus. They've been so lost, and yet, you know, even, even with knowing that they were notorious sinners and they were still coming near Jesus, and maybe people were looking at them kind of crazy, like, who do they think they are? It didn't stop them. Like, they still came. And then come in the religious in the story. Um, these were the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. The thing is, it wasn't just like, I, I use that word religious and the Bible says Pharisees and teachers of the law. It doesn't say they were godly people. <laughs> it just says that they had, like they looked 
they looked the part, right? Okay, so they knew, but they knew some scriptures. They knew that in the Bible it says, in Proverbs, it said, um, bad company corrupts good character. Hmm, yep, better stay away from them. Bad company corrupts good character. Or maybe they also knew that um, David said, avoid all people that, or, you know, the, the ungodly people. And so they're feeling pretty validated in what they're thinking. Like, and so, um, but Jesus tries to tell them with a parable um, just how, how, how he felt. Um, how, and they were saying, like, how could he be welcoming such people? Like, how is he even hanging out? Why is he even talking to them? But he tells this parable. And a parable is a story, kind of like an allegory or just like a metaphor, um, that shows a deeper message because they weren't really getting it just in the words that he was saying. So he uses this parable to teach a difficult concept. And he says, wouldn't you leave the 99 in an open field to go find the lost one if you had some sheep? And, um, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a shepherd, and so I haven't been around a lot of sheep. But I'm thinking, 99, you know, what's one? Like, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe they're thinking, no, I think I'm going to cut my losses. Like, <laughs> it's easier just to stay right here. Like, this is good. We're, we're chilling. And so we're enjoying ourselves right here. It's warm because we're all stuck together and we got wool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, you know, forget him. Like, hey, he made his choice, you know? Like, he's out there. He, he knew where we were and he left, okay? Um, so maybe they're thinking, besides, he's been gone a week or so. I bet he stinks. He has not even had a bath, okay? <laughs> um, and so they're like, um, I don't know. I don't know what all they're thinking. But here's, here's, in, in, um, here's my rabbit trail, scattered brain. Y'all know me, right? <laughs> I was thinking that, um, you know, when I was thinking I was six years old when I came to know Jesus. And so in my mind, I might think, I didn't stink. Like, my sin didn't stink, you know? But does anybody ever know they stink? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, like, you get used to it, right? When you're a kid, you're like, I don't need a bath. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, and so, so the thing is, I wonder if Jesus is thinking, you don't even know. You stink too, you know? <laughs> sorry. I don't know. That's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, but the thing is that, you know, they're saying, when they said, um, you know, he's hanging out with sinners, and I wonder if Jesus, I mean, I would have probably rolled my eyes. Jesus probably wouldn't roll his eyes and thought, you don't even know. Like, hey, I'm hanging out with you too, you know? I mean, like, so, um, but it didn't even phase Jesus. Did not phase Jesus at all. Whenever I'm thinking of, of that, um, that, even that stinky, smelly sheep that's way out there, lost, alone, you know, he, he's thinking of that lost sheep alone. He doesn't care about the stench. He doesn't run away from the sinners. He doesn't run away from the stench. No, he actually said, no, guys, y'all are going to be okay. Like, you got each other, and I'm going to be right back. I got to go get this one. 
He will always run to the sinners. He doesn't run from them. He runs to you. He doesn't run from you. When we're lost in sin and we think he's going to avoid us, um, and sometimes we try to avoid him, like Adam and Eve tried to hide, um, we, we think that he's going to avoid us, but no, he's pursuing us. He's going after us. He wants to reach us. In fact, he moves heaven and earth to get to us. And I want you to know that if you are away from God today, that he is eager to find you. He's eager to bring you back. He is so, so ready and so willing and so searching for you. He's always going to run to the sinners, and he's not going to run from them. And something else I learned from this passage is that when you're found, Jesus makes a place for you. Oh, my goodness. If this isn't the perfect example today, y'all, there's so much. There's so much that's happened this week. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, he'll always make a place for you. And the thing is, when, he, when Jesus makes a place for us, um, like in this story, the, this lost sheep became the guest of honor. Like, I mean, the center of attention. And I don't know, there might have been like some, some other sheep sitting around going, hello, I've been here. I was here when he left, and I'm here when he... I don't know what that saying is, but... <laughs> I mean, they're like, wait, what about me? Like, don't, you, don't you remember me? But the thing is, that sheep, that lost one, became the, the guest of honor. Like, we're here for you. Like, this is all for you. And so I, I want you to know that you fit in. You fit in here. If anyone ever thinks that they don't fit in at church. You know, I've, he I've heard that, you know, like, I don't, I don't really think I'd fit in in church. And I'm like, oh, you haven't been to our church then. Right? You can say that too. You haven't been to our church then because everybody fits in in our church. Right? Isn't that right? I love it. I love it. I love it. Everyone does. Um, and, you know, there was this, this lost sheep, and her name is Vanessa. Come here, Vanessa. She knows I'm going to do this to her. <laughs> I think it's less threatening in here, right? <laughs> there was this lost sheep named Vanessa, and she was bound in addiction. Um, how long? Six, 20 years of addiction. And how many years ago? Six years ago? Yeah, I had to look back and see when we became friends on Facebook. Six years ago. Yeah. She was at her lowest. She had called on Jesus. She reached out to her brother that lives in the Dallas area, and he found a church for her. And now I want you to tell us, what was it like the first day you came? Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, my name is Vanessa Watkins. Um, like she said, uh, I was in addiction for 20 years. Um, I grew up in the Assembly of God Church in Monaghan's. I walked away from church when I was probably 18 years old. Yesterday I turned 51, so I'm old. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I, you know, I ran from God. I was, I was that sheep that took off. Um, I ran from God for a long time, and I thought I could do everything 
my way, you know, the worldly way. And um, one day, you know, God showed me that I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. I, one day I'll have to tell you my testimony, but it's a long one, so we'll cut it short. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine that was a pastor, and uh, he told me that there was nothing he could do for me, that I was going, not this pastor, not, the, not, not Pastor Todd, but, you know, he was um, someone I'd grown up with. But anyway, he told me there was nothing that God could do for me, that I was just going to go to hell. Well, that terrified me. I was scared to death. So my brother didn't know anything about my addiction and the life I was living because I hid from everybody for 20 years. My sister, Kaylin, can vouch for that because I don't know her kids. I'm just not getting to know my nephew, Cash, and Essie, but I don't know the other 19. So anyway, um, I reached out to my brother and told him my story, and he never judged me. He said, Vanessa, no matter what you've done, you're worthy. God loves you, and he will come and find you. So, you know, he got me in touch with Lenise Freeman, and uh, which uh, Lenise Freeman got me in touch with Miss Angela. And so I was supposed to show up at the church on September the 17th of 2017. Well, I sat out in the parking lot for 20 minutes because I was scared to come in. Because I didn't, I was scared. They had already told me I wasn't, there was nothing that God could do for me. So I called my brother, and I said, Les, I'm here. I said, but I can't get out of the car. I can't walk in. And he said, Vanessa, they're expecting you. And I was like, okay. So I pulled up my big girl panties, got out of the truck, and I come in, and, and they first, first they said, uh, we're glad to have you. They gave me a hug, and, they, and I said, I'm looking for a lady by the name of Miss Angela. And they took me to Miss Angela, and Miss Angela set me, introduced me to a lady by the name of Linda, and I sat with Linda, and she sat on the third row, and I was like, we really gotta sit on the third row? <laughs> I mean, if you know me, I sit on the third to the back. <laughs> but anyway, um, she introduced me to uh, Miss Linda and went through, I watched her and I bawled. You got my heart, babe. I don't know you, but you have my heart. <laughs> and you're worthy. You are worthy. But um, all through service, I just bawled. I was so broken. You know, and I just cried out to God. I said, Lord, I'm here. I've ran so long, but Lord, I'm here. And you know, God had his arms open wide for me. And if he can do that for me, he can do it for every person in here. You are not defined by your past. And at the end of the service, when they had the altar call, I ran, you know, pretty much as I could, but I ran up to the front. And there was a lady by the name of Miss... Rhonda Elders, she come up to me and she gave me the biggest hug. It was a hug I had missed because I hadn't felt that hug except for my mama. 
But she told me, she says, when are you going to realize that you're loved and you are worthy? I've been coming to this church for six years now. And I'm not scared to walk through the doors no more. Because this is my family. This is my home. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that you're going to have days where you want to flash back. But I promise you one thing. If you keep leaning on God and you reach out to anybody in this church, they will help you. They will listen to you. And that's all I have to say. I love y'all. Okay, so you've also found community here, right? So, so you go to ladies group on Wednesday? Yes. I go to ladies group. I go to living free. And uh, Kaylin's coffee. Uh, I go to lunch with some of the ladies here. And your family. Reach out to any of us, I promise you. You won't be, you won't be sad about it. It'll, it'll help you. Yes, thank you. That's so awesome. Oh, I love it. <laughs> there have been people that have been right where you are that are in this place. And that's why it's easy for us to say that you do fit in. And the thing is, Jesus makes a place for us. He makes room for us. He, he gives us that 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 special treatment, like he provided, he's giving us our, our favorite meal or whatever it is. It's like he is, he is um, he's calling, calling everyone to say, guess what, guess what, guess what, guess who's coming home? You're not going to believe this. You are not going to believe this. He's, he's, he's so excited. Um, and have you ever walked into a place that you didn't feel like you fit in? Anybody ever felt that way? So, y'all, I have, to, I have to tell you this story. So, um, Dairy Queen. If you go into a Dairy Queen in a, in a small town, have y'all ever been to a Dairy Queen in a small town? Okay. <laughs> well, I was in Rotan, Texas. That's where my, my aunt and uncle and cousins all lived. And I walk in. I had to I get, got something before I was leaving town. And, I mean, everybody just stared at me. And I guess my personality is kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to put us all at ease. My name's Angela, and I'm, I, my uncle is the pharmacist in town. And no, y'all don't know me, but I'm just here in town for a little while. It's so nice to meet y'all. <laughs> I was like, anyway, I guess that was my younger self. I might would not be so, <laughs> I don't know, probably would. But <laughs> so, um, but what you are not going to hear when you come to this church is you're not going to hear Look what the cat drug in. Or look who, you're like, who finally shot. No, you're not going to hear that here. You're going to hear, we're so glad to see you. Let me pull up a chair for you. Yeah, I'm going to get up in the middle of church and move seats. I'm telling you, it's, that's what you're going to find here. That is, that's, that's what you're going to, you're going to hear, welcome back. We love you. We're so happy to see you. You know, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna get ready for a party. Yes. We're gonna get ready for a party. The one who found his sheep can't wait to tell everyone. I mean, they are. He's he loves the ninety nine. He loves them. And you know what? The ninety nine are ready. Like they're getting ready too. I think they're, I think they're getting ready for this party too. Like, they're getting their all the favorite desserts. Y'all listen. They actually asked, "What are all your favorite desserts?" Like, <laughs> so I mean, maybe maybe. 
maybe they're asking, maybe the sheep are asking Jesus, now what, what, what's his favorite dessert? Like, what does he, you know, what does he like to eat? <laughs> I don't know, probably chocolate, surely. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so we are so, we, we in this church, that's how we are. Like, we are rejoicing. Um, let me tell you a little secret, if you didn't know this, that when you were that lost sheep, we were celebrating. We may have waited until the door closed, and then went, ah, I'm not lying. Yeah. I am not lying. That is the absolute truth. We made some calls. We did. And, and I'm telling you, y'all, this week, this, this happened. A young lady that's here today, and I'm so excited, her mom calls and says, hey, my daughter is, is giving her heart to the Lord. She just gave her heart to the Lord. She wants to be baptized. And, and so can you, can, you, um, can you visit with her? And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And I'm calling, Anne-Marie, guess what? There's a girl that's coming to Bible study. Guess what? I'm calling Tanya. I'm calling, I'm calling everybody. Like, guess what? I'm sorry. So you, you didn't know there was a party happening for you already, did you? <laughs> you didn't know it. And then I called Liz. I was like, Liz, you've been translating into Spanish. Guess what? I called Marta, didn't I? Guess what? Guess what? Because someone came to know Christ. And she, I'm so, so excited. Friday, I got a call from another lost sheep. Was it Friday? It's Thursday. And uh, she's like, can we get together? And I was like, yes. Yes. And y'all, it's not, it, I promise, it's, it's not about gossip. It's about, like, we are celebrating. Yeah. So guess what? I knew somebody had been praying for her specifically. That was Charmin. So I called Charmin, guess what? Guess what? She wants to get together with me. So would you pray? And she's like, yes, I'll pray. And then, I mean, it was just beautiful meeting, beautiful time. And as soon as I was, like, trying to be all calm, and, you know. <laughs> and so... Is Brittany here or is Brittany? Right. I don't know if Brittany's in here. The moment, the moment, she drove off. And I was like, just wait a second, don't go anywhere yet. And then we let the door shut. Oh, yes, 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 look what happened. I mean, wait, called, I'm serious, y'all. Because that lost sheep is worth celebrating. Yes. Oh my goodness, you are worth celebrating. We are getting ready for a party. And I believe that the best is still ahead. Don't y'all believe it? That's so how can we get ready for this party? So whenever I'm talking about a party, I'm, th- I'm believing. You know, I, I, I was telling Todd yesterday because, man, he has, he has worked so hard. I mean, I, he was so sore and... Um, Yesterday, just the leg cramps, and, and I just told him, I said, you know, I believe that, that this is going to host a mighty move of God. I, I really believe that, that so much is happening right now, so many that are ready to just, like, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, um, let's get ready for this party. And so how can we, all of us, get ready for this party? So here's some practical things. Um, when, 
to make room for guests of honor, um, go overboard to show hospitality. Because, you know, Vanessa shared how hard it was for her to come in here. And so, you know, if we're just like, oh, okay. I mean, it might have been a little bit more difficult. What, what she didn't know is, like, I was thinking, okay, I'm fixing to go on the stage, and I've got to have somebody to help her. I, I've got, so I was like, hey, would you wait here? I want to introduce you to someone. And I walk up, and I was like, hey, Linda, I want you to meet. Would you please invite her to sit with you? Okay. Hey, yes. I mean, it was that fast. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> so so um, sometimes our eyes all have to be open and looking. Um, always, we're all looking for that lost sheep. You know, it's it's pretty ob- it's pretty easy in our in our group to know, like, and um, but we do have to be a, have our eyes open. And um, it's so easy for me to just sit down and hang out with people I'm like, just shoot the breeze with people I always hang out with, or you know, it's just easy. But if I if I'm like, sorry, just a second. 99, I love y'all, but I gotta go after the one, you know? But what if we're all doing that? Because one person, or even two or three, can only reach so many. But what if the Lord knew, hey, there's like 100 people in that place that are gonna go after that one? What could we do? I think we could do a lot. So make room. Um, Hebrews 12. Nine says, outdo one another in showing honor. So you, some things you could do, you could um, invite them to come sit with you. You could invite them to your small group, um, maybe to go eat. Treat them like you would want your lost nephew, family member, friend, to be treated if they were to walk through our doors. And you know, sometimes they do live far away. You know, when your brother was praying for you, for, far away, I bet he was thinking, oh, Lord, please, you know, I don't know what, but, but what would, what would it be like if we were ready and looking, and so, um, finding a place for them to sit, asking them to sit with us, you know, that, that's a, how we can go overboard in showing hospitality, um, also, find a place to serve. Shameless plug here, y'all. <laughs> no, um, if you've been coming for a while, you've heard this spoken many times from, from Todd. He, said, he says, and it's one of our core values in our church, saved people serve. Um, and it's kind of like that party. Like when you're going to a party, a lot of times we'll say, hey, what can I bring? Hey, what can I do? Like, and it's a little less threatening when you're like, hey, what, what can I bring? Like, it just, it, it doesn't have to be like, we're not asking everybody to get up here and preach, you know. Um, it can be something very simple, but so much can be done. The bigger the party, the bigger the preparation. The bigger the need for servers, possibly the bigger need for cleanup. Lost sheep coming needing a lot of care. Um, they may have children. Maybe speak another language. They may have some deep-rooted problems. But we're not afraid of a little hard work, are we all? No, we're not, because it's worth it. They are so, so worth it. You may want to serve as a greeter, maybe help make coffee, 
You may be good, at, you may be ready to minister to children. You may be a groundskeeper. You may see the weeds outside and you're like, okay, I think I can come help with those weeds. Might not be able to climb a scaffold, but I can help with those. And I know that some of you have, have done that too. You may love technology. You might be good at building maintenance. You'll come switch out the filters every month. Maybe visitation, because we have people that can't get out, and, and one person just cannot do it all. We want to. Believe me, we want to. Um, pray about where God would have you serve, then do it. Show up. Show up early. I loved it last week. It was so awesome. Kaylin said, I didn't really have anywhere to be this morning specifically, but I just thought I'd come early and help. It's like, oh my goodness. That's so awesome. <laughs> so so um, in Romans 12, 11 says, do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Okay, just so serve the Lord. When you get on your feet, and we know that there's a time frame. When you, the moment you walk in the door, we're not asking you to serve. Like, <laughs> So we're, don't worry, we're gonna give you some time. We wanna help you get on your feet, but there is a place for you to serve, no matter your background. Um, Todd says often too, your greatest hurt can be your greatest ministry. So you don't realize sometimes that you sharing your story probably touched a lot of people today, Vanessa. Because you don't always know that. You, always, you don't know what people have been through. And um, in this, I do want to encourage you to share your story. And we talk about your testimony. And that's just, like, nobody's asking you to take the stand. Um, that's sometimes what we think about, a testimony. But your testimony is just your story, how you came to know Christ. Maybe even after you knew Christ, but something that happened in you since you came to know Christ. And so this week, uh, we had some... We had at, um, well, across many schools with First Priority, we did um, cardboard testimonies. And I just want to shout out to Michael. I'm not going to make you come up here because we already talked about it. Michael shared his testimony in front of about 75 students at OHS, his peers at OHS. It was awesome. And I was like, I'm recording, but I'm not going to, I'm trying to act like I'm not recording, you know, <laughs> because I was so excited. I was so excited. Um, and Anne-Marie was too on the other side. <laughs> I think she got better, better than I did. <laughs> but, um, and then Alexis, um, Jimmy and Ashley's daughter, she gave her testimony. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. I recorded her too. So, uh, um, so they're getting these, this opportunity to share and your testimony doesn't have to be like you know, a long book. It can be something really short. Anne-Marie, come here. So we're going to give you a quick example of, of what your cardboard testimony can be. Um, the lost sheep, it could just be simply lost, and then you turn it around, and you see found. Okay, this was Anne-Marie's example that she gave for our students, and she shared it today. Or not today, but this week, over and over again, didn't we? Because we can. Okay, so your first one. All right. So my first one is empty. Before I knew Christ, I felt very empty. My second one is lost. I didn't feel fit in, place, welcomed. And most important, the last one was unloved. Um, my past is a hard past. 
not like some others, but for me it was. Um, so I looked to things that I shouldn't have for love, did things I shouldn't have for love. But then when I found Christ, it changed me because I got filled. I didn't feel empty anymore. And most importantly, I felt loved because I felt a love that I could think I could never imagine it actually exist. I no longer had to go to feel this love, whether it be physical or whether it be addictions or whatever it was I did. I did not have to go to those things anymore because I felt a greater love, an unconditional love, a love that saw no spot, no blemish, no mark. And because of that, I felt complete. I am so complete in him. And one thing about this, though, I get to share is I still feel these things. I still struggle with these. But because God has brought me wonderful people in my life and people to open up to, they're helping me to continue to feel loved, filled, and complete. Oh, here, I'll get you to that. So your testimony can be even be that, be that simple. Um, you don't have to give a lot of detail. That's, if you want to search cardboard testimonies online, it's, it's just an amazing thing. But um, So share your story with other people. And, and the thing is, once you share your story, there's a little bit of vulnerability. Like, oh boy, are they going like, to think less of me now? Uh, here, they won't. Okay, they won't hear because we've all been through stuff, like in some way or another. We, I mean, we may have different things that we've fought with, but what you know is that there's probably somebody here that's been through something, or they're also going to see, they're going to, like, whenever you start struggling, and like, since you had shared, I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. I, I can tell, I can tell what's happening. She's kind of pulling back here a little bit. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Come here. We got to stay in. We got to stay in. Got to stay connected because you are loved, you are valued, and you are complete. And so, um, don't wait. Third thing I want to, as far as getting ready for this party, is um, don't wait for the lost sheep to come in. Let's go after them. Um, who is God putting in your path? Make the most of every opportunity. He is putting people in your path every day. There's a scripture. Oh my goodness! It just it was it like just made it all make sense to me. It's Second Corinthians five eighteen through two eighteen through twenty through twenty. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ when we were that lost sheep, right? And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Woo! And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. That It just made sense. It just made sense. Yesterday I was at at the park, um, I needed a study break, and I was like, I have got to go for a walk. So 
I called Tanya and I was like, hey, can you go, can you go to the park and walk with me? And so, well, actually, first, first she's like, how about the mall? And I was like, oh, I can't go to the mall because I know too many people and I, will, I won't walk, I'll just talk. And so, so I was like, let's go to the park. And she's like, um, yeah, that's great. So it was nice. And so we're walking and we come across this couple from Bangladesh. So we talked to them, tell them about ESL. We, we just kind of connected with them as we're walking away. Well, earlier in our walk, I had seen this lady sitting in the car and um, I could tell she was from another country and we just looked at each other and I was like, oh, I wish I could talk to her. And, and to, honestly, until I reread the scripture, I was like, that's what happened. And I, I just looked at her and she just kind of looked at me and, and, but she was in her car and so I kept walking. And um, anyway, after we finished talking to this couple from Bangladesh, she comes up right behind us and she just starts talking very broken English, a little bit of English. Um, but I, I just knew that God was drawing her. And so I was able to give her an ESL invitation and invite her to church. And um, I, I had this thought, even if they don't speak our language and we can't translate, I have notes in the back. So when they come, here's what they have to do. Take a picture of the notes and translate it into their language. So are y'all ready for that? Yeah. Let's, you know, they, she's been here three months and, and, and that's it. So I was like, it was just so amazing. Um, and there were this mom and daughter, um, they just spoke Spanish and she was so drawn in. I was like, oh, we got to connect her with Kara. She just, she was, but she, um, she's very interested in ESL too. So God is making his appeal through us. Isn't that crazy? Like he, like we may just be like walking around just doing our thing and he is calling them through us because we are following him and so and then we actually speak for christ when we're calling them back to jesus i that that just touched my heart so so much so are y'all ready for this party are you ready to join in i i believe i believe that our best days are ahead and so, would you stand with me and Karis, you can come play and do the real um, Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much. Thank you for that you are pleading with us and through us. You're drawing people back. Lord, we are seeing amazing things right now. And I know you've been doing amazing things already. And God, I just pray that you would let our hearts be open to what you want to do through us. Thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more inspirational messages. Connect with us on social media at Odessa First AG. And if you'd like to support our ministry, Visit odessafirstassembly.com forward slash giving. Until next time, stay blessed.